0: We're back for part two of this high and wide radio episode still have jack still have kyle want to talk you know flyers have made some moves the last couple days here it was good as last week was shipped out uh this week we're bringing in a guy uh justin braun for a second and a third round pick we're gonna get jack and kyle's thoughts i'll give some of my thoughts but there's a lot of Pen up rage and drunken aggression And I think that we want to get out here If I'm reading this right um, I'll let you guys start I mean whoever wants to go first Jack go ahead What are your thoughts on the last couple moves by the Flyers?
1: Listen I understand <laughs> I understand the fact that we brought in Fletcher to be aggressive uh, I understand we wanted to make moves wanted to make things happen I see a lot of things on Twitter Like oh you guys are complaining because we're doing things I guess how I feel is like we wanted him to do things, but not act irresponsibly. And it doesn't feel like a lot cause it's only two draft picks and neither of which are our first, but we literally brought in a guy who by the way is $3.8 million who almost nobody's ever heard of based on the research we've done. He's been a number two to Velasic And after this season has been dropped to the third pairing, um, yeah, the team went far, but stay-at-home defensemen, defensemen, or defensive defensemen, excuse me, are a thing of the past. And we gave up an awful lot where I've seen players who are pretty good be drafted in the second round. Carter Hart comes to mind. Alex Tabrinket comes to mind. In the third round pick as well, Sheen Goss is drafted in the third round I know uh, Jason Zucker was drafted in the second round, so Fletcher should know a thing or two about the second round picks. I know that's a little bit rarer, but to be so loosey-goosey with our picks here, just to acquire, I don't want to say a depth defenseman, but this is a guy who I think should be playing more on our third pairing. He makes $3.8 million, so essentially buying out McDonald was to add this guy. When you consider what we... What we bought out and how that's going to affect us on the cap this year and next. Like, that's why we bought out McDonald, which I don't think we should have done in the first place to add this depth defenseman. I'm all about the player. I'm not so crazy about the cap hit. What bothers me the most is the price. And it just, I've seen what teams can get for second round picks. Two second round picks got. The Rangers' Eric Stahl, when he was still with Carolina, meaning he was still damn good. I've seen the Islanders go get Nick Letty and another, I forget the other guy's name, but like two, two of their top defensemen, at least for the last four years. Like you can do things with second round picks. You can draft decent guys, you can get decent players, and to throw away a 2019 second and a 2023 on somebody nobody's ever heard of, a defensive defenseman who's a thing of the past, it just – it. I don't like the deal. And this is a team that, in San Jose who's up against the cap, so you should have had them by the balls and you lose the trade. It makes me nervous going forward. It makes me think that Kevin Hayes is going to get north of $7 million. It makes me think that Provorov and any other restricted free agent is going to get more than they should – It just makes me nervous about our cap number going forward and our overall makeup of our team. And not to mention, we have too many defensemen now. We already did. Now we have two more, one or two more, and I think we're going to lose those trades now. I'm being pessimistic. I understand that. But there's reason for concern here, and that's where
2: I stand after today.
0: And Kyle? I'm going to try to be a little bit positive here. Oh, With the exception go. of giving up a second-round pick, which is absolutely absurd in my
2: personal opinion, um, Braun does eat some minutes. He averaged roughly 20 minutes last year, which aside from Provorov and our newly acquired Niskanen would be, second, or, or, would be third most on the Flyers team last year. So my assumption there, without actually looking up any stats, I don't hold hold me accountable for it. My assumption would be that he is a PK guy, which is something the Flyers absolutely desperately need and it's a hole that's filled. But I would never give a second and a third round pick for him. A third, I would have been perfectly okay with. Shit, a third, a fourth? Fine. Third, a sixth? Shit, a third and somebody like Tyrell Goldburn? Whatever. But second round pick it's just a lot it just seems like a lot right now but i'm hoping the flyers have something else in the works to get that second round pick back maybe a high first round pick we'll see what happens
0: yeah so uh i'm a little bit surprised at the stance you took there cuz i thought you were going to be a little bit more angrier. i guess you know having a guy like riley cote on can make anybody uh you know not angry but uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for myself, I understand completely what, what you guys are saying. And, uh, you know, originally and, and even still, giving up a second-round pick, you expect to get, you know, somebody pretty good back. Jack, you named some pretty good trades there. Um, Kyle, you made some some good points. Um, you know, if if you take the second-round pick out of that, which I know, you know, that thinking is not the best way to look at it, but if you take the second out of the the trade and – you know, take a look at what's coming back for the Flyers. So I feel like, you know, all summer long, you know, you're seeing things, you know, Jacob Truba. You're seeing Jared Spurgeon. Who's the other guy that everyone's talking about that uh, I can't think of right now? Uh, is it Colin well, Truba
1: Miller? Trouba got traded, so he's off the market now.
0: Right, so everybody wants to bring in these big star defensemen. Well, I mean, he's
2: not technically off the market yet. He's still RFA. But the thing well, with Truba the thing that bothers me with Truba is, yes, you could have traded a first and something for Truba, but then what? You're going to sign him for a year? And you're yeah. going to put yourself in cap hell this year because Truba's going to want, what, seven mil a year oh, for one year?
1: I mean, the thing with me with Truba is, and a lot of Flyers fans, when that trade went down, we like, oh, Flyers couldn't beat that. No, they could have beat it. It's that he's not going to want to sign long-term, and that's the ultimate goal here. We're not one defenseman away from being a cup contender, let alone a playoff team. So, like, I was okay with that. Yeah, it sucks. It's the Rangers. But unless he's signing long-term, it's not worth it. That doesn't mean and go blow your load on some guy in San Jose that nobody's ever heard of. Any, Any guy can eat minutes if he's out there. Like the league is changing, you need faster guys. You need, and I've heard from from some San Jose fans have liked him most likely because he's a good dude. But I've heard he's not fast. I heard he has trouble keeping up with the play. I mean, that makes me nervous. I, we the, the way the league is going now is not the Chris Terryan type of defenseman who I've heard. He kind of reminds me of he, he might be faster than him, but he's not faster than some of these guys out there now. Like this, Certainly, this is you know, stupid. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, gave up an awful lot for a guy who really might not pan out. And now I think Fletcher's backed himself into a corner where he has to trade one of I, I'll say three players, maybe four. I don't think Pro Rolf's going to get traded, but things are going well. But I'll say one of three players: Hag, Moran, and Ghost. And we, yeah, Gossus bear is probably going to get moved. This tells me more than anything. Hag has no value. So if you move Hag, you're simply moving him for the sake of moving him. He's not bringing you back anything significant. If you move Moran, I don't even know what his value is at that at this point. I don't think it's much. But wouldn't you rather just see what he's got? You'd feel stupid to trade him now. And like we discussed after we traded Gudis away, we don't have a whole lot of grip. So I want to see Moran play. So that leaves Ghost. Ghost had a down year. You're going to trade Ghost for pennies on the dollar? Seems kind of stupid. I would like to uh, – yes, he he aggravates me, no doubt. But you have to have some kind of a plan here, an idea of what each player's value is. And if you're going to move Ghost, they're going to lose the trade. And considering they already overpaid here, it makes me nervous. And that, And, and then on top of that, I think we're going to – we might pay Hayes more than he's worth. And more so than just because inflation's a thing, I think, I think Fletcher's going to feel like he has to sign him, and give him too much, and it makes me nervous because I don't know how much the cap is going up, I don't know what our restricted free agents are going to demand or win because this is not going the way we thought it would. Everybody thought Proveroff, including Proveroff himself, would be signed by now, so it's not a good thing of not a good sign of
2: things to come. That's what I'm saying.
0: So, I think uh, that if we
2: jinx, since since we're on the jinx train lately, we might as well jinx it. <laughs> well, I think he, Fletcher has a number set for Hayes to sign up. Okay. I don't know. I don't know exactly what the number is, but I don't think it's north of six eight. I hope you're right. I really do. I don't I think it's north six, of six eight. And I keep I keep seeing. I just keep seeing rumors. Ghost to Vancouver for Bo Horvat, which does solve your second-line center problem.
1: So you're saying you think he moves Ghost if he can't sign Hayes?
2: Correct. What if he does sign Hayes? Well, then Ghost stays. I don't see why Ghost would move, because... Well, then somebody's got to go. Maybe even two guys. Well, then it's Hag- Well, then the odd man out there is Hag. I mean, I just don't Maybe, see yeah, who else
1: I would... Because you can't move more
2: him. in for nothing.
1: But the, I think you get you give away Hag for nothing as well. I mean, guy was a high second round pick. He was, you know. I think, just,
2: <laughs> I think somebody at draft day, on draft day, will take Hag for a third round pick.
1: I'm not against it, considering, and I, I actually think it's more likely considering he gave away our second and third.
2: But so I, I think just, you do gain at least a third back, which which isn't horrible. No, it's not.
1: It's not. It, but at the same time. I just, this could have been done better. And then when you throw in the fact that they're not even—I've heard rumors of Talbot to Calgary at this point. Like, and I don't even know about Elliott. So wait a minute—they're not even considering him. They gave away Stolarz
2: for nothing now. Would you? But the question is, would you bring Mike Smith in as a backup? Sure. Yeah. I I mean, Uh, he's there. I don't know what he would demand money wise. He's not going to be more than two point five per mil.
1: That's a lot for a backup, though, considering the money he's he just. You're going to pay Talbot though. I don't think Talbot makes three point five. He had a he was he was really bad in Edmonton. I think he was really willing willing to, sp- to sign around two. Two the most where he knows he's a backup. And Talbot, if he goes to Calgary, he's not the starter. He's a backup to whoever, somebody else. And Mike Smith might still think he's a starter. And if he's like, all right, I'll sign for backup money. He's looking at James Reimer in Florida thinking like, okay, they got a young guy not making anything. I'm going to up the ante. If 3.5 mil – and listen, if he was our guy and cap, we had the cap space, I really wouldn't care what he made, especially if the deal was short term. But when you consider he bought out McDonald's, so it's 1.5. What, six on the cap this year, plus the in money when you offset that with Goudis, plus the 3.8 we just got for Justin Braun? It's kind of like that money's gone now. You have to resign sign Proveroff, Sandheim, Justin
2: Bailey, uh, Lawton. You don't, have to. you don't have to re Justin Bailey. Well,
1: that's if you do, that's, you mean, that's not a- going to a- affect your cap.
2: That's not going to hurt
1: you. But TK and Proveroff is Hayes is if you bring a Horvat I'm sure he's making a decent amount of money it makes me nervous that they're going to go too far on players that aren't worth aren't really worth it, it listen if it's a one year deal and he fits it in okay but I don't think it's going to be a one year deal if I'm Mike Smith I'm not looking for a one year deal especially if I'm going to be a backup so you know I it's, it makes me it does make me nervous. I understand your thought process. I think we could bring in these
2: players. It's let's, the numbers that make me nervous. Let's put this in this perspective for you. Say we don't sign Hayes for whatever number Fletcher has in mind. And we do trade goes for Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat's four years and only five five.
1: I mean, to be honest with you if you're talking your second line center at five five, I'm more than happy with that. Not to mention I really like Bo Bo Horvat. Seriously, like that's a good deal. And I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic about that because he's also young. Like I think he might be younger than Hayes. I could be wrong about that. But I'm all about he's that. He's much younger than Hayes. He's yeah. only 24. Oh, yeah. I'm all about that. That's a good – I take that. That's um, what I mean. So like – If you're going to add obviously. a goalie at 3.5, you still got a, a third-line winger you have to add. And I don't want to add like a Smith-Pelly or something – you know, at 950k, where you're forced to bump up Lawton or Raffle. Like, I want that fourth line, or Hartman. I I want that fourth line.
2: You know, what if What if Hag brings back a third line winger instead of a third round pick? What if Hag brings back a third line winger? I think he could bring back a decent third line winger. Let's be honest, Hag is an NHL defenseman. All right, I'll give you this. I will say that Hag
1: could bring back a third-line winger. I don't know who it would be. But based on the trades that Fletcher made, I don't see it happening. If the third-line third winger that Hag would bring back would probably be a $4.8 million, you know, washed-up guy. <laughs> if it fits into the cap, what do I care? But I don't have the confidence in Chuck Fletcher that he's going to do that. Oh, spitball, but. It, after this trade today, and I'm a little, I'm a little leery about that, and that's where my. Well, I mean, this
2: whole, this whole spitball conversation started off of maybe he yeah, has something else in the works.
1: I, I do think it's defensively involved. Um, I, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I guess we'll see, but. It's hard to have a whole lot of confidence when you have a team who's up against the cap, who needs to make moves, and they beat you on a trade. It seems stupid. You should hold them, their feet to the fire and be like, yeah, you, you need to shed some salary. You just signed Eric Carlson to, what, $12 million a year? That's ridiculous. Dude, and you already well, have to re-sign Joe Thornton. Kavelsky and Nyquist and Timo Meyer. Like you have a lot of guys you have to resign. You have, I think they had like four million before they made that deal. I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'll take this guy off your hands. He's only got one year, but you need that money now. I'll give you a fifth round pick. I don't think that's that. They, yeah, they probably negotiate, but. So You don't get a second and a third out
0: of me. I have breaking and news here. Leery,
1: like, yeah, Fletcher, I know we have prospects. I know we have picks, but that doesn't mean you give them away. Because if you do enough of this over time, we're not going to have shit. And it, it, it does make me nervous.
0: I have uh, breaking news, if you guys want to yeah. hear that real quick. Yeah. So Bob McKenzie is reporting on Twitter that the Flyers are close to coming to a deal with Kevin Hayes. For average annual value of seven million dollars through six years.
2: Oh fucking god,
0: Yeah, twenty-five I don't seconds think ago. We were gonna jinx that. <laughs> <laughs> HW drink jinx strikes again, baby. You're welcome. Yeah, so flyers have a looks like they have a two C. I mean, listen.
2: 6-8, so what's $200,000? I mean, fuck it. It's only more than my house.
0: It says, actually, it says around <laughs> $7 million.
2: Listen,
1: you're right. But at the same time, it's like, man, I really wish we didn't sign that, you know, third line, or trade for the third, third line center making almost $4 million. You're probably
2: going to use that. Uh, I don't know. I, I have such well, mixed feelings about the, this. Not third, he's not a third-pairing D-man here. For the record, he's a second-pairing D-man here. Braun is. I think he should be a third. If we're really you know, serious about he a, he's a He's a
1: right-handed shot. But he doesn't shoot. He's a defensive defenseman. It doesn't, doesn't matter. I'm on the right side. I know, but when you when you get a right-handed defenseman, you want him to do something with that. You know
2: what I mean? He, but you need to stick on the board. So if you have a right-handed guy on that on that side for the first Let's say a quarter of the season, right? Remember, he's only one year. For the first quarter of the season, at some point Myers is going to take his spot. And yeah, no, makes-
1: I, I hope you're right. You know what? You make a good point, point. and I, I um, I brought this I brought this up when we were talking about um, Nolan Patrick and Kevin Hayes. I, I want him to eventually overtake that role. So even if it's one year, maybe two. If if Felipe My- Myers proves he's better and he he's overtakes co- oh. him then it doesn't matter
2: have some confidence
1: he's going to. it's hard to because <laughs> I going.
2: imagine this
1: offseason us adding I just imagine him being smarter about things and he's going. we're talking he's about the money but we're like ignoring how bad the price he paid was so but you make when, a good you do make a good point you it, do make like, a good point
2: well, the second round pick was
1: yeah Hey, listen, I'll be honest. This draft is not deep, despite what people may say. Outside of the first, what, 14, 15 picks, it's really not yeah. that deep. So I'm okay with that, but I still think you could have done better.
2: Um, well, what do you uh, – let me ask you this, Jack. Just off the top of my head. So say they sign Hayes for a 6 years, $7 million, which I think is a <laughs> – it's a pretty overpayment. <laughs> uh, by about $500,000. So – Let's just say they overpay him, so six years, seven mil, all right? Mm-hmm. Would you be okay with Fletcher bringing in Furland for your third-line wing at, let's say, three years, three million? Here's the thing. Would I be okay with that?
1: Absolutely. Do I think Furlan would sign that deal? Probably not when you consider the free agents coming off the board if they are Carlson signed um, you know it's going to be Panarin and Duchesne are going to be you know through the roof Furlan's higher up on that list now and there's I I think he's going to get he might get close to five and he might get more years (laughs) too it sounds ridiculous but at the same time so Kevin Hayes scored what 55 points what, what did Ferland do this year? 43 points. Yeah. So,
2: you're that's a di- you're you're telling me that a difference of what? Fifth, how many differences? A, difference, a difference of a hell of a, lot, a hell of a lot more responsibility in the middle of the ice than there is on the wing. You're not going okay. to pay two. two I'll meet you halfway. I'll meet you halfway. So, twelve.
1: A difference of twelve points. By the way, Kevin Hayes. Played a lot of top minutes with New York because they had nobody. While Furland played for Carolina, who played okay minutes, but that was still a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, yes, on the back of a hot goalie. No, defense. I, I would not say goalie. I would say a great defense. But seven, six years, $7 million for Higgs. And Furland's going to go three for three. That's a huge drop off. I'm thinking he goes five for, for four point five, We're about three for
2: four.
1: I think you can get him for three for four. I think these players nowadays want more term. To be honest with you, I don't know uh, Ferland's age. I don't think if he's earned. I don't think if he's earned term. Well, how well he he was a hot commodity at the trade deadline, and I think if Carolina's out of the playoffs, he gets moved.
2: He's and had two. He's had two forty point season.
1: Well, how many goals has he scored? 120-goal One,
2: 120, <laughs> 120 season. Uh, wh- and what did you do this year? 17 goals, 23 assists. Okay. Uh, with the inflation? My fucking winger! No that, that dude deserves more than $4 million a year!
1: No, that's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be $4 million, and he's going to push for term uh, like four or five years. Look what you said about Kevin Hayes. Like, he didn't even score 20 goals this year. And he's going to get $7 million? I understand he's That's a second-line center, but come on, $7 million? JVR got that, and he's had almost 30 goals. Yes, but Michael Ferland. yeah, but JVR doesn't play defense. We'll see what Kevin Hayes plays. It's not like the Rangers push for the playoffs.
2: You're paying $7 million for JVR to score 30 goals, and he's going to score 30 goals every year. I which
1: by... which he... is 100% his fault, but he did not score 30 goals, and the team did not make the playoffs. And it was only five years. JVR got $7 million because he took less returns.
2: If JVR played a whole season this year, you tell me he wasn't on pace to score 30 goals.
1: He absolutely was. However, he took $7 million because he only took five years. So if you're going to give a guy more term, he'll take less money. But if you give him less term, he's going to want more money. So if you only want him for three years, he's going to push for five. I'm telling you, he's going to push for five. Three years, five million. If you want to give him more years, maybe he'll take less money. Not to mention, this is not the best free agent market. He's especially with you know Carlson coming off the board, Hayes coming off the board, and certain players like Bob and Prenner only having certain teams. He's gonna be a hot commodity, and he's gonna push for some cash. It, it just—it's how it—it it is how it is. There are certain deals we scratch our heads at, but this is why it happens. And I think this will happen with Furland. I would love him, and the deal you offered—I would do it in a heartbeat. And I don't think it's completely crazy either. However, the way things have broken down, I do think he's gonna push for more money. I see him going probably somewhere out west, and I think he's gonna get close to five million dollars, depending on how many years it is. And do you really want to offer him more years or less money with all the young guys we got coming up? I don't. And we don't have the money to offer him more years. <laughs> we don't have the money to offer him because we spent it on a second-line, minutes-eating defenseman. We still got to sign a backup goalie. We still got to sign
2: Proveroff. he has gone, hmm? gone after this year. Hmm? It's gone after this year. No, it's true, but you still got to fit it into your cap this year,
1: and you you have another set of restricted free agents next year. So after you sign everybody now, and look, Proveral's holding out. We haven't even talked about TK. We're Sam, not, we're also not,
2: listen, there's one element to this whole conversation we're not even discussing. There's an expansion draft coming. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing for us? I think it's a fan-fucking-tastic thing. Did you leave Voracek wide open? Oh, my God. You, you can't, though.
1: You've got
2: a no-trade clause. You're automatically lost. No, he not. Right. No, he's he not. I You're am 110% positive. You're sure? I am 110% positive. We will take people. I'm
1: per- not I thought we sure that was part of
2: his deal. The only person on the Philadelphia Flyers that has a no-movement clause right now is uh, Claude Giroux mm-hmm. and Matt Niskanen. That's it. There's really? not a single contract on the Philadelphia Flyers that has a no movement clause of two players.
1: All right. Well, you still have to save a lot of guys. You have to keep Carter Hart, obviously. You don't care
2: about a backup goalie. Yeah, um, but if you, you throw if you throw a pick at Seattle or whoever the fuck this is to take Boruchek, well, I mean, for Christ's sake, save check next year. Let's be honest here. If Voracek has a down year next year, he still has 65 points.
1: Yeah, and me and Jimmy have talked about that. He's a little bit of a compiler. Listen, where where your mind is going with Voracek in Seattle, I think is fantastic. I'm think, thinking bigger
2: picture here, Jack.
1: That's all. I'm just thinking bigger picture. You jumped, you jumped on me. I thought you were going to say uh, something about some of our other players, but if you're talking about legitimately selling Voracek to Seattle, if they take that deal, because the way Voracek's... But listen, the way Voracek's contract is set up, he's supposed to get two to three more bonuses, which is going to cost a team that doesn't have any fans
2: yet or a team a lot of money. If this oh my God, don't you see things. the train everybody jumped on for Vegas? But Stop. that was different. The players Seattle will go to the fucking cut on some BS bogus Ref well, calls.
1: andre hey. didn't have these bonuses built into his deal. And now now Vegas is in cap hell. William Carlson is seriously considered to be moved right now. Where a guy like Borchek, who's owed that much money going forward to a new franchise, who, by the way, after Vegas's success, is going to be like, hey, we're going to be good like them too, right? We can do this, right? There's a lot of pressure on them to be throwing around money like that. It's. I, I just. I get what you're saying. I don't think it's going to be Vegas. as easy as that. I don't think it's
2: going to be Vegas, that easy. Vegas is in Cap hell because of their own mistakes, not because of their expansion draft. Don't forget that Vegas signed Paul Stasny and traded for Max Pacioretty. That's their own fucking mistakes. Max Pacioretty's making seven million. Paul Stasny's making six five. And that, still, they wouldn't he, have been in Cap hell if they didn't do that. True. You're talking about. You're talking about $13 million in cap room. That's they the They also room.
1: didn't lock up William Carlson, and they traded for Mark Stone, who I love, by the way. I think that was a smart move. But, yeah, you're right. It's true. But well, they also probably felt the need to because they were good right off the bat. I mean, they go to the Stanley Cup in year one. So they probably felt the need. Seattle's probably going to feel the need to be successful in year one. So they're probably, if they're going to bring on a guy like Wojciech, I don't think they're going to like some of his – his bonuses financially. Like,
2: I don't know a whole uh, lot about their bonuses. I don't think it,
1: they'll hate him either. No. Well, I, I don't know either.
2: It, you, it, it depends. If it, you can it, immediately, if you can immediately add a seventy-point player with no repercussion whatsoever, how do you not take that?
1: If I have an analytics guy on my staff, I realize a Voracek is not a seventy-point 70 right. player. It's called, He's the, the angry compiler. The There's one. a difference between a seventy-point, eight-point-two-five million-dollar player signed to five more years compared to an actual seventy-point player check is a compiler. He gives Bork. a lot of those point back. He gives a lot of those points back in mistakes. He gets very frustrated on the bench, and he's not the same player he used to be. You might be making a mistake. Now, as far as a name value, you Bork- might have a deal. But what is Fletcher going to give up to, say, tell Seattle to take this player? The way he's been losing <laughs> with our draft picks, are we going to lose a first and a second just to take check off our hands? No, I don't think so at
2: all. You're gonna have to think something. I don't you're gonna have to think so. I don't think, dude. If you're an expansion team, do you really want anything back for a seventy-point player right off the bat to put on your first line?
1: If I'm smart and I understand the cap situations the Flyers are probably going to be in, and the need they need to move Warcheck. Uh, yeah if I can think about it here on a podcast I'm sure there's guys telling him like yeah listen if we really play this right we can have them by the balls
2: well, or just gave up a second and a third for that's my point <laughs> oh, hey by the way Tuck Fletcher
1: just gave up picks like they were nothing I'm sure we could probably talk to these guys hey Jimmy
2: you still there
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah I, I dude I'm thinking I'm gonna make this a, a separate episode it's just gonna be called Jack vs. Kyle <laughs> <laughs> Did uh? I mean, do you guys want to know what I think? Yes. <laughs> yes. I figured I would just let that go. It was gold. Yeah, you were a saint. You are a saint. <laughs> let me just check something here. We're about a uh, half an hour into this episode, and I'm Shocked. probably saying my second sentence here. Um, <laughs> dude, uh, I'm. I'm actually happy with, I mean, I feel like Fletcher's shaping the roster. I mean, let's just say, like, picture this. Last summer, we looked at this roster, and what did we say? They need a 2C. They need a top-four defenseman. You know, we didn't say top two. We said top four, um, and we needed a backup goalie. He comes in, trades a fifth-round pick to talk to Kevin Hayes. It looks like they're close to getting a deal done um, in the past Let's say not even ten days. Uh, moves Radko Gudis, who was a third line uh, defenseman here, um, and he acquires Matt Niskanen, who, admittedly, said he's not a top two guy anymore, but he'll slot in on a top four with this defense. Um, he said he he's, you know, he looks forward to mentoring. So I'll assume he's that you know guys like Provorov, Sanheim, uh, even Myers will spend time with. Um, and then this week they go out and get a guy Justin Braun. Now. I'm not going to sit here and try to sell to anybody that he's still a top four guy. He's 32 years old. He's got one more one more year left on his deal. Um, but from what I've read, uh, he's kind of undervalued. I mean, we don't hear anything about him. We're on the East Coast. He's played West Coast, I think, most of his career. Um, if not, has he played all of his career in San Jose? Does anybody know that? Probably should have looked that up. I think I'm getting him and Matt Irwin confused because I, somebody played for the... For the uh is Matt Erwin? He he plays for the Sharks now. He played for the Predators, I think, a couple years ago. Um I'm pretty sure he played his whole career with the Sharks. But anyway, that's besides the point. So now they've solidified their defense somewhat. They didn't go get that home run guy. And and, you know, if they if they did go get that home run guy and let's say Truba or, or Spurgeon, they'd absolutely, absolutely have to move Ghost. There's no way. Like uh, there's no there's not too many teams in the National Hockey League that have four you know above average defensemen on their team Um, and if if I'm looking at the Flyers roster now I'm looking at Provorov if you know if all these guys pan out you know we we have I think four potential stars on the roster they just have to perform in Provorov Ghost Myers and Sanheim now you bring in guys like. What the hell is his name now? Justin Braun and Matt Niskanen. You know, throughout the course of the year, we've mentioned that they're missing leadership. The leadership on this team needs leaders. You know, does that make sense? So when I look at guys like uh, Giroud, Voracek, and when Simmons was here, Couturier is still pretty young. Andy McDonald was considered a leader. What the hell, what have those guys been through that they're going to teach these younger guys? The only one that's been to a Stanley Cup final on the roster is Claude Giroux, right? Uh, so they go out and they bring in a guy, Matty Niskanen, won a fucking Stanley Cup last year. They go out and bring in a guy, Justin Braun. His team's in the playoffs every year. He's hanging around guys like Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, Joe Pavelski, just to name a few. He sees their work ethic. He can bring his experience here, which I I think is... Invaluable, you know, a lot of times we want to look at the stats and you know, this guy scored two goals or blah blah blah, he's 32 years old, dude. Experience, I think, you know, is worth so much more, especially when you have such a, a young roster like the Flyers. There's been so many times throughout the year, I'm like, damn, these kids, they, they need someone to, to, to kind of put them in their place. And we heard a little bit about that stuff when we were talking to Riley Cote earlier with the accountability, like, there just is none anymore. So they, these guys are so crucial, and I'm talking about Niskanen and Braun still, and even Kevin Hayes is going to be one of the older players on this team now if, if, if in fact, he does sign tonight. They need these guys to show them the way. You know, they need these guys to tell guys like Shane Gossesbury when he wants to mouth off or sulk. Dude, get your fucking shit together, man. You're 26, 27 years old. You're making $4 million a year. You're playing a game for a living, dude. Go out and give it your all, right? They, these guys, they need um, on the flip There's side, Jimmy, I love. <laughs> on, <There he> <laughs> on the flip side, though, I, I can absolutely understand how people would be perplexed giving up a second and a third round pick. Does seem like an overpay for a thirty-two year old guy? Uh, and I'm looking at both sides of the coin here. A guy who's thirty-two years old, three point eight million, and he's only around for one more year. Um, yeah, I, I think a second round pick. Is a bit of an overpay, uh, just based off of what Justin Braun said, I believe in a conference call posted on Twitter or whatever. Uh, he was shocked that he was moved. He didn't think that he'd be moved. Uh, I assume he he you know he was well liked out in San Jose. I guess he thought he was sticking around. Not really sure, but you know, he was surprised he was traded. And and based off what a lot of San Jose fans said. You know, they weren't too happy about him leaving. They, I think he was an undervalued player, and now he plays for the Flyers. So, I mean, second-round pick does seem excessive for a guy like Justin Braun and then to give up a third next year. However, I do think um, the Flyers have the pieces on the roster to gain a pick or two back if they want. You know, uh, uh, Robert Haig and, you know, Sam Moran. Sorry, Dan, if you're listening. Um yeah, I mean, they have guys that are expendable. If they want to go out and get draft picks, they still can. I hope to God that they don't. Um, but, hey, eh, well, I think what you're seeing is it's it's that easy to move picks and, and bring a guy in. Uh, if Justin Braun can fetch a second, can Robert ha- uh, Haig bring back a, a third or, or even a two himself? You know. Um, so those are my thoughts on, on what's happening. And I mentioned, I think, a couple days ago, I mean, The Flyers already have the stud guys on their defense. They just, you know, they're young. They have to perform. Uh, Not too many, I mentioned earlier, not too many teams have four or five stud defensemen. So when I'm I'm here in Truba all summer, and before Truba we're here in Spurgeon. I'm like, what? Where the fuck are they going to fit these guys on a six defense? You know what? You can only start six defensemen. You know, where the fuck are they going to put them all? So when I hear, when I hear these guys are coming in, the first thing in my mind is who the fuck's who's going out. And, and for me, that guy was ghost. Now with the players in place, I think ghost gets a shot, you know, like everybody wants to mention And I agree. He has a great contract. Um, I, I say, see what these guys can do. Let them get their hands on him a little bit. See if they can reshape his train of thought. And if you guys remember also when, uh, Vignot was brought in. He was brought in to change the change the the attitude, change the culture, change the thinking. If you guys can remember, what was the exact thing that Fletcher said? He he wanted to change the mindset. I think it was right. Um, so bringing in uh, older the uh, older veteran guys, guys who have been around the block. He's doing exactly what he said. I, I can't really be angry at Chuck Fletcher for, for giving up a second round pick and, and in turn doing what he said he was going to do, which for years, you know, we've we've watched the the roster that Hextall's put out there and been like, you know, do you even give a shit about the NHL roster? You know, and I, <laughs> I, I commend Hextall for putting the Flyers in the position that they're in with all the picks and prospects and things like that. That's cool. But now let's, let's make some fucking moves and... We want to watch the Flyers. Honestly, I, I'm sorry to anybody that likes the Phantoms or, or prospects. I don't give a fucking single fuck if the Phantoms don't win because you know why I watch. I want the Flyers to win a Stanley Cup. God damn it! You know what I mean? Like uh, that's all I want. Like the Eagles are doing it, the Phillies are doing it. Like I just want the Flyers to win. And in the end, that's what we all want. So you know he's making moves. They're not long-term moves. He's bringing in a, a guy on a two-year contract and a guy on a one-year contract. The Flyers aren't winning the Stanley Cup in the next two years. I'm going to tell you guys that, whoever's listening. These moves are made to shape the players, the young players they have on the roster now. In two years, I expect Carter Hart to be a stud. You know, I think he'll be 22, 23 years old. That's when we're going to start... Now, bro. Well, yeah, you know what I mean, uh, but I'm talking Vesna stud. So...
2: It's the business
0: stud now. If he had a whole season. All right. Okay. That's a that's a topic for another podcast. Um, I think two years they're they're really going to start you know contending for for cups. I think uh, they'll absolutely be contending for playoffs now. And I know people don't want to hear that because they want you know there should be no shot that they don't make the playoffs. But the truth of the matter is, you know, the Metro only keeps getting stronger and stronger. You're seeing the Rangers make moves. Uh, I'm getting off topic a bit now, but the Hurricanes, uh, you know, surprising season. They were steady all year long. I expect them to only add, I mean, yeah, I mean, now I'm starting to ramble, but it's hard for me to be angry at at Chuck Fletcher for doing what he was brought in to do, exactly what he was brought in to do, bring in a 2C, Kevin Hayes, bump up the defense a little bit. The only thing he's got to do is sign a a goalie that can play in in 40 plus games this year, you know? Um, Yeah. What do you guys got?
2: Hey, Kyle. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch.
2: <laughs> no, I'm. Not, I'm in an agreement, dude. I can't. I can't be mad at what he's doing. I. I can be mad at what he's spending. Mm-hmm. Not mad at what he's doing. So when it comes down to it, like you guys said, you got 15 picks in this draft, 16 at the most. That should fall anywhere within one through 16 after that not so much you know it's a crab shoot. you gave up a second 41st overall I'm not too happy about it I get it I do get it I, I just kind of feel like Fletcher brought that deal to uh, San Jose like hey we'll give you a second and a third for Braun and go ahead Jim or Jack take it away on uh, the NHL 19 trade <laughs> and we'll dance in the streets as we accept that trade before you have yeah, a chance to take it back. Exactly, though, but I, I, I just don't think I don't think it was negotiated properly. And obviously, this is speaking on pure ignorance because I wasn't there, so I don't I don't know how it went. <laughs> but I just assumed Fletcher showed up with that, and San Jose was like, "Absolutely, I'll take that in a heartbeat." And now it looks stupid, but in Fletcher's head at the time it was fantastic. I
1: couldn't I couldn't agree more. It, it just feels like he's trying to get things done cuz that's why he was brought in and he's he's just offering trades and they're so overpriced that they're accepting like I, And now we're hearing well, about Hayes making over $7 million over seven years. We had all heard six. Now it's seven. That's the max. Like, where's the negotiation? It sounds like he's being bent over and taken for everything possible to make – I don't – I understand what you're saying about bringing in certain players, but we need to consider the salary cap. Like, you have RFAs to sign. Like, this is going to add up over time. This is going to be an issue Unless Seattle comes in and takes Voracek off your hands, what you, you're you going to be in trouble. You have to find value somewhere. Good GMs, Steve Eisman type players, they find that value somewhere, and that's where they make up for it. And I'm, I'm afraid that we're going to have a, maybe a better, probably a better team than next year, but are we truly a Stanley Cup contender? We still have to add a third-line center and a backup goalie. And we no, be, we're be, not. we don't need a third-line center not center i'm sorry winger third line winger and like you have other spots you need to fill out and you pretty much soaked up all your cap already and now you're gonna trade away a so guy it. probably like ghost so sort of i mean so up they're all your pushing cap it. especially in the future because you got all these guys you got to sign this year rfa you got more next year I don't want to be Fletcher going forward. And it seems like everybody wins. This is the Oprah Winfrey show. You want a second round pick? You want a third round pick? You get, you get that. You want seven million dollars over seven years, which you only scored fifty five points one time in your career. You get that. You win. Everybody's a winner. Like it, it, it to make me nervous, man. Like this is too much. Does he not understand that we have limitations? The cap isn't going to go up that much. I, I agree in the sense that I and I like the players we are bringing in. But at some point, somebody needs to say, yo, Chuck, we need to make this work within our means because eventually you're going to be forced to play to trade guys you don't want to trade, and you're going to be doing it at a disadvantage because you're up against the cap. And how you act with... St. Louis or uh, San Jose. Other teams aren't going to treat us that way. Where they're going to offer us full value for our guys. They're going to realize we're in a cap crunch, and we're going to end up trading Simone Gagne to Tampa Bay for a second round pick and Matt Walker, who was never an de- NHL defenseman. That's what I'm worried about. He doesn't. We, we open up some value he find, Listen, he doesn't find value, and when push comes to shove, he's going to get boned, and that's what scares
2: me. Did you, I think, Jack, do you need uh, some bandages for those wounds? For the Matt Walker deal? I need whatever the
1: highest pain medication there is. (laughs) Well, I mean, get my point, though. Like, the Flyers gave away Simone Gagné, who was a Flyers legend, who scored the winning goal in Game 7 against Boston to come back from that 3-0 deficit. They gave him away because they couldn't afford him, and they still had no goaltender. Because they didn't have the cap space. And this is going to catch up to Fletcher quick. I don't know where he's going to find this, this cap room. When, when you're signing everybody at top dollar, top years, who don't deserve it. I, I understand the fact that Hayes is essentially being signed at open market deal. And you wanted to you wanted to grab him first. And I'm actually, part of me is happy we did get him. But it's if it, the reported 7.14 is true at 7 years and not 6. Jesus Christ. Like look out man and now you're bringing in Niskin in and Ron who by the way both had down years last year. So it's it, it, and they're making t- almost a top top dollar for their for their position and their ability. That's kind of scary. I'm nervous. I mean, you can't you have to respect who they brought in, but at the same time you have to realize in the back of your mind This is going to bite us. This feels like Holgrim. And the last time we had Holgrim, we had to wait five years before we got out of Cap Hell and became competitive. Being a little dramatic because Hayes is young and Braun has one year, it's not a good trend to set. And I have all the right in the world to be a little bit
2: nervous. Without being a complete dick here, Simone Gagné did not win Game 7.
1: You score the winning goal.
2: Not in game seven.
1: Yes, he did. We were down three against Boston. Came back 3 0. Briere tied it. He scored the fourth goal. We won that game four to three, game seven in Boston.
2: You're correct. Never mind. Boom. I, Matt was, Walker looking at, I second. was looking at the, the overtime game where Simone Gagne scored. That was game
0: four. Kyle.
2: Which was another uh, elimination game.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: My point is,
1: you gave away a guy you drafted a franchise player for pennies on the dollar because you, you signed free agents and made moves and put yourself in a corner. At least that team went to game six overtime of the cup. This team has done jack shit. And you're hoping that Carter Hart and his nothing of a contract and the players you added can elevate you to that level. The only difference is the team that the Flyers had before they started adding had gotten them into the playoffs, had gotten them to the Eastern Conference Finals in 09 or 08, one of those years, where this team has made the playoffs three times in the last, we'll say four times in the last 10 years, once had they gone past the first round, in which they lost 4-1 to to the Devils. They had Jager and Pronger on that team. That was bad. We have been embarrassed by the Washington Capitals where we threw the recently deceased Ed Snyder bracelets on the ice. And yeah, wow, we, we actually cost the team a penalty. Which I think I that was, was a win. It, I felt was deserved. I felt that was deserved because the Flyers were absolutely terrible. They go down 3-0, barely sneak out a win, and then lose the next game. They How would we exact- play Pittsburgh? Well, I'm just saying, exactly. we played Pittsburgh next, two years after that, and... While that went to Game Six, look at the Flyers' losses. They didn't just lose; they got blown the hell out. And I'm first off, I'm tired of seeing that because they were against the visual rivals in Washington and the worst of all, Pittsburgh. And now you're you're making you're making moves. I appreciate that. I appreciate you sending spending money. I appreciate the non-hex doll, but this is it seems too much, too much, too quick. And you're gonna, you're gonna turn, you're gonna put yourself in a corner, and you're really gonna be going, oh, I don't know, what do we do? So unless Kevin Hayes scores seventy five points next year, which I doubt happening. <sighs> I'm just. Do you
2: think m- he pushes sixty?
0: Oh uh, wait, wait, wait! Uh, I'm smelling, I'm smelling a bet here. Over under points, fifty nine for Kevin Hayes.
1: I'll take the under.
0: Kyle, you have to take the even. I'll no. take
2: the even. You say fifty
0: nine. Fifty nine point five. <laughs> All right, then I'll, I'll I'll go over then, and the winner gets something that I don't know yet. So we'll find we'll find that out. Fuck it. Let's 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 put it up there
2: right
0: now. Twenty five bucks. Oh, Deal. I'm in. Wait. What's the what's what we say was the thing? Fifty nine. Fifty
2: nine mm-hmm. even.
0: All right. Fifty nine bucks a piece.
2: Well, let me let me. No. No. See, that's
1: not how that works. Let me, let me let me say this. Let me say this. Isn't the whole point of signing Hayes and drafting Nolan Patrick the point that Nolan Patrick should overtake Hayes and become the second C? Correct. Sign Hayes for seven years. We haven't signed him for shit yet. Uh, let's just, just say what's reported is true. <laughs>
0: okay. No, it is. It's already on so, cap friendly. It's done deal.
1: Ideally, Get get the fuck out of here
0: Yeah done 7 years 7.14
1: Ideally Ideally You want Nolan Patrick To overtake that in no more than 2 years 3 is pushing it So you're going to have a third line center For 4 to 5 years At 7.14 Are you kidding me
2: Or another buyout dude Are we trading
1: Morgan Frost at this point Because when is he going to play center like, it is just silly. Like, I don't understand. It's too many years. It's too much money. And I get it. You're signing a free agent, basically. <clears throat> but, you know, Jimmy, I hate it on Nazem Kadri, But if they could have traded for him for less, I'd have done it at this point. It, it just seems like I did. I don't know what he plans on doing with some of our prospects. And some of our other guys, and what I've seen so far, yes, he's aggressive. I appreciate that. If this was the Flyers in the nineties where money wasn't a thing, I'd love him. But there's cause for concern here, and you you have to see that.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's going to be interesting. You know, as you guys know, I wasn't crazy for Kevin Hayes, and I'm still not crazy for Kevin Hayes. I feel like for every move that Fletcher's made so far. There's been uh, an opposite side of the coin, you know, it hasn't been all good, all exactly what we wanted. There hasn't been any, um, yeah, you know what, we made this trade, we got the player, we absolutely won the trade. You know what I mean? Uh, I feel like with every trade he's made, and with what I guess, like with most, the most uh, trade, with the case with most trades, you know, there is not always a winner and a loser. You have to give up to get something. If you think about it like this, they only gave up a fifth round pick, they now have a a second line center, signed for seven years. Hopefully they get at least four or five years of solid production out of him. You know, the points that you brought up, Jack, about Nolan Patrick, now what I mean, what's the deal with him now? Uh he's 20 years old, he's gonna be up for a contract extension after this season. Uh what do you give him? You know, is he gonna play on the third line for what? How many more years of that? Uh, there are there are new questions now, um, because Hayes is here We're for. Now, se- hey,
2: huh? So I wonder if Frost moves to a wing.
0: Uh, I'll assume that that's gonna happen because I mean, what else can he do? Uh. I mean,
2: yeah. What is your other option here?
0: Yeah. Uh, it should be interesting because they have some talent coming hey, up. Yeah. They now have guys locked into roster spots. Just to give you guys a heads up, we're somehow on 54 minutes here. <laughs> so if you guys if you guys have any final thoughts, maybe take a minute and a half to two minutes and uh, we'll wrap it up. Go ahead. Go ahead, uh,
2: All right, 7.1 is too much for Hayes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Go on.
2: 7.1 is too much for Hayes. Uh, a second round pick and a third round pick is too much for Braun. Uh, the Niskanen Gudish trade was absolutely fair. Um, I guess we'll just see how next year rolls out. We don't really have a choice at this point. Mm-hmm. And then somebody owes somebody fifty bucks. <laughs> after this, season. I'll tell you what. This will be my final thoughts. I will gladly
1: gladly pay that fifty bucks if he does what he supposed, what we think he's supposed to do. Yes, we overpaid for Braun, who I still don't know who the hell he is. Uh, Defensive defenseman is pretty much dead in the league, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Niskanen deal I originally liked. The more I thought about it, I still like it, but I realize there's a lot of risk involved. Both Braun and Niskanen had down years last year, and we paid top dollar for them both. So I hope they both pan out pretty well. Speaking of top dollar, uh, Kevin Hayes scored big. I... Appreciate the aggressiveness. I don't appreciate being sloppy, being off the cuff. Just, I'm worried about this team's future with pending restricted free agents. I think free agency going forward is going to be gone until four years. This, uh, I really hope that Kevin Hayes is the answer at two C. And I hope the gap goes up and inflation goes up so much that you can support 7.14 at 3C in three, four, five years when Nolan Patrick should take over at 2C because if he doesn't, that's a missed pick on top of that. Final thoughts for me? I'm terrified. (laughs) Team is better. Team is better, no doubt. But are we, with everything considered, are we a top-tier team? I think Carter Hart's going to have to be Dominic Hoschuk for that to be a thing. And um, the odds of that are pretty slim. So um, we'll see. Uh, I'm excited for next year. Same time, I'm once they start losing, I'm really going to be upset thinking there's no way out of this. And um, that scares the hell
2: out of me.
0: I that, that thing, feel like that's just, you know, we've been conditioned by Hextall to just be afraid of, you know, what's, what's to come. And... We're not used to the team making moves and Hayes was gonna get paid. I'm not sure anybody thought it was gonna be over seven. I know for myself, six point five to seven kinda seven was the absolute top for me. I didn't expect him to get seven years. Hoping for honestly I was hoping for no more than five. You know, I think he'd be thirty, thirty two, thirty three by the time his contract would be over. Uh but it is what it is. You know, I, I don't think this move's all about you know, for me, uh, Kevin Hayes, I'm kind of looking at, you know, he's a more defensive guy. He's, you know, people want to talk about how big he is, his stick work, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's fine. I'm looking at the Flyers roster now, and, and I see depth, especially down the middle. And if you look at the teams that advanced far in the playoffs, and I'm not I'm not trying to predict the future or anything, but the Flyers are fucking solid down the middle. And Couturier, uh, now Kevin Hayes, uh, Nolan Patrick, uh, and then fourth line, Scotty Lawton. You know, it, it, this is assuming he resigns. Um, so I, I get the fear thing. Uh, I'm I'm excited. And I don't know if it's just because uh, we got so used to no roster changes that Kevin Hayes all of a sudden is, you know, perking my dick up over here. But it's like, dude, the Flyers have a fucking hockey team next year. You know, from top, they have hockey players, Right. So, I mean, how can I... I'm, I'm a little excited. You know, and they got a stud goalie, Carter Hart, who we don't... You know, it's been a while since they've played a game, but we have Carter Hart. You know, we have... We should have a good defense next year. We have a full roster of NHL players. We're not putting guys out like Dale Weiss or Yuri Lutera or, or Jordan fucking Wheel, you know, who analytics say is the best hockey player in the world. We got actual... <laughs> You know what I mean? We actually have NHL roster players on the NHL roster. And, you know, maybe they'll win some games next year. Maybe they won't. Who knows? But you can't say it's for, you know, lack of trying to make the roster better. Uh, at that, we got about 30 seconds left. You know, um, we're going to do a live draft episode Friday, if everybody's still in. Uh, we can plan more. Uh, before this episode <laughs> runs out, though... Uh, I just want to say thanks for listening. Make sure you you check out the Riley Cote episode. And we got two two full-length hour episodes out for you guys in the same fucking night. Make sure you listen, guys. Always a pleasure. And we'll talk again Friday. Damn, three times in one week. I'm going to get sick of you guys.